Hello and welcome to the 12 Ronnies podcast with me, Jake Shaw. 12 Ronnies helps startups and innovators to connect with mentors and commercial teams and get their product or service to market successfully. To find out more, go to 12ronnies.com and find us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. I'm Nick Williams. I'm one of the original founding partners at IFX Payments, formerly IFX UK Limited. Um, I'm 40 years old and IFX is basically a currency company that helps settle invoices for retail and corporate clients and also a fintech company because we've just launched our own iBank as well. That's very, very interesting. And There's a lot of movement in that uh, sector, isn't there? I think if you look over the last few days, especially all those sterlings come back, um, there's been huge movement. Palmer's under pressure. And it's very interesting, actually, when you start to look at the the current uh, climate in, in in the US, and you look at uh, some of the some of the things that Trump's coming out with, um, you see dollar weaken. You look at the new coronavirus cases, you see the dollar weaken. Whereas you see in the UK, we had a, one evening where the where the death rate was lower than expected, and you see the sterling rebound. So it's all it's all it's all uh, very volatile at the moment. How did you go about setting up? The company. Just take take me through your story of how you set this company up. Sure. Yeah. Look, I worked in the industry for people like Barclays and um, Citibank and and a few others, um, and I've worked in other currency houses from when I was uh, quite young. And um, I left the industry and decided I want to go it my own way. I met with a, a friend of mine that had actually um, taken me onto his firm uh, before. Um, and we decided to set something up together. And that was the... That's as simple as that. Simple as that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so you and I met uh, through a mutual friend uh, when we were doing a competition about Brexit. That's right. And solutions thereof, which which is quite interesting coming from a... Uh, you know, just take us through what you did there. You were involved in which way? Well, Simon is a good friend of mine, lives locally to me, um, and we... we, we so Simon approached me and we were looking to put together um, or do a, um, a sort of competition for who could provide the best solution to Brexit, if, if that was such a possibility. Um, and uh, somebody came up with the correct answer. We were happy to pay £500 and, uh, and sponsor, sponsor the winner. Excellent. Yes, I remember it. And we actually went to number 10, I think, on the day that Boris was moving in. That's right. Um, <laughs> as I remember. Um so, uh, I mean, uh, one might say Brexit crumbs. Do you remember that uh, under the current circumstances with, with uh, coronavirus? So necessarily, you know, you're, you're a business, you're sat in your office there, you've got uh, a load of desks and stuff like that, but everybody's at home. So how is the shutdown from coronavirus, de- you know, how is, it, how is IFX dealing with that? I think we were extremely lucky, actually, because we just decided about two weeks prior to that, the whole escalation of the coronavirus before it had gone from uh, Wuhan over to, to the UK, um, we decided to mobilise a lot of our team. So we were actually in a very fortunate position that we'd already mobilised and, and allowed the flexible working solution for a number of our key guys. Um, don't get me wrong, it was still very difficult to mobilise the other officers around the world. We've got sort of 22, 23 in, in Warsaw in Poland. We've got a further six in Dubai. Uh, and then we've got the Amersham office. So, you know, we still had to get laptops, but luckily we've, um, we've for many years, we've been working on cloud-based technology from our phone, phone systems to our trading platforms, 
uh, and our voice recording, everything's online now so people can ultimately take their laptops home and take their office and their desk home with them and access all of our proprietary software from, from their laptop. So what have you found? Have you found there is a difference in people's productivity and how they're working? Um, you know, I think the way the world's going now, it's only a matter of time before we all wake up and, and actually um, understand that offering people the flexibility to work off-site and, and, and have that work-life balance that directors seem to have, um, but being able to offer that to staff is only going to be a good thing. Um, people tend to be in earlier because they're picking up their phone because they're in their home offices. Um, they tend to work later. They tend to be not so distracted because they're working in their home offices and they don't have the distraction of other colleagues. But I think it's important to offer that flexibility so people can do the school runs if they need to. They, they can, um, you know, they can be there for the kids. And I think it's only a matter of time before we go that way. And I think it's a positive step. I don't know whether the world will go back to uh, back to completely office-based solutions um, post-COVID nineteen, but I certainly think this has been an interesting time, an interesting experiment for us. We won't be going back to how it was. We're going to be offering flexibility to all of our staff um, because um, you know, for us, we've seen uh, you know an increase in productivity. So um, it's interesting you say that. I mean, I've spoken to a couple of CEOs this week about uh, this very point and there was one of them which is a, an educational uh, company they make sort of um, interactive whiteboards and they said that the remote staff who they have already who service the equipment and, and do sales and stuff like that they're very cool with this new situation of having a bit of a problem with some of their um, headquarters based staff who are now working from home but because they're already uh in, they're already using the technology such as we're using right now with Zoom. Um, they're finding the transition very, very smooth to some extent. And also another software company uh, that I spoke to earlier in the week, where they sent 140 staff home, set them all up, and they've discovered similar sort of uh, working patterns to you, that people are getting the work done early uh, and, then get, and then working late if they need to. But people seem to be getting getting uh, used to it so two changes that i would I, I think i would like to discuss with you one is it how hard do you think it's going to be to get people back into their cars and on the train to commute into work after this and the other one is isn't this a bad day for commercial property <laughs> i think i think that taking on point one first of all i think i think there's many positives um to be taken from the, the flexible working solution not just on the family but on this on, on, on the budget as well you're not spending a few hundred pounds a month on your on your transport uh, on your commute. Sorry, um, you know that's only a positive thing. And, and again, let's go back to that work-life balance. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be too hard. There's obviously always going to be a certain um, person that likes to be in the in the office and have that buzz. But look, we're not, from my perspective, we're not just going to stop people working from the office. We're going to offer that flexibility. We're still going to do our company meetings. We're still going to have days. But where people, I think we'll still have a lot of people in the office. Um, it's just about offering that flexibility. So if there are train delays, if the, if they don't want to come to the office that day, um, you know, they, they've got the flexibility to choose what they wish to do. Look to, to your to your second point, Jake. I think that commercial property um, since the since the materialisation of things like WeWork uh, and the flexible solutions they already offer, I think that the commercial um, 
people out there have already had to adjust the way they offer things. Um, they People don't historically, business owners don't want to have these five-year, 10-year leases with the noose around their, around their necks on it. You know, we're in an ever-changing um, market and environment where we do live in the world of, of a lot of volatility. We do have Brexit. And, and I just think that, that nobody can actually especially with startups can can look, sign a five-year lease and, and tie up all that cash on deposit um and i think it's an old way of thinking which is why you've seen the, the success of places like we were uh, you, you know you mentioned brexit and you mentioned uh you know obviously this coronavirus and stuff so black swans seem to be coming in flocks and being bred in battery farms nowadays um there's a lot of them coming very swiftly after each other so Given all that, I mean, you're a, you're 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 a forex company, um, mm. so uh, and I think you and I had a conversation about this some time ago about Brexit and forex. So we've had Brexit, we've had your your company rolling through that experience, and now we've arrived at a situation where we've got central banks printing money like it's going out of fashion, uh, and we've got this virus. Um, for a chief executive of a of a company, you you appear to be quite cool calm and collected nick i think i think um appearances can be deceptive jake <laughs> but uh, all, all jokes aside i think that we've had to run uh, and sort of keep up uh, with the times um we've had to diversify diversify our own business from what was predominantly a voice broking uh, business we used to take orders over the phone to fds and retail clients looking to purchase their currency for their property abroad um, but slowly everything's been moving online. So we spent a lot of money um, developing our technology um, and we're now letting clients self-service. So uh, as well as um, offering technology which allows um, individual clients and, and corporate clients uh, to receive 39 different currencies into one account and make payments, all self-serving. So I think that, you know, I think we've had to move with the times. I think Brexit is, you know, I don't think anything's changed. You've always had to keep up with the times. I don't think things, the bumps in the road like Brexit have, have done much for, for business, of course. It's, it's actually the uncertainty which creates all the, all the, all the problems. And, and we don't seem to have any decisive politicians anymore. But um, I think you've always had to run with the times. You've always had to keep up the technology and the trends. Otherwise, you're always going to die as a business. Get, getting down to the sort of last five minutes of this uh, conversation. So when does somebody know that they need to give you a call, Nick? Depends what your situation is, whether you're coming from a retail aspect. So if you're a private client and you've uh, purchased a property in Spain uh, and that's going to cost you €150,000, uh, once you've exchanged contracts, you'll need to pay the solicitor over in Spain their €150,000. So you'll phone up one of our guys and you'll say, you know, what rates will compare us with the banks, hopefully will be favourable. Um, and then we'll do the exchange for you and send your euros at a better rate to the solicitor. Um, or if you're a corporate, you will have uh, a yearly budget. You'll know, you're, say, say, for instance, you're an airliner who uh, purchases oil for all the airplanes every year. You'll know what your yearly budget is, and we can uh, prepare you for that, and we can pay invoices, etc., for you. This is where we get to the good bit of the interview. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the future holds for the next, let's say, 6 to 18 months? I think that, um, as, we, as we were talking to before, I think that I, I'm not sure it'll be business as usual. I think that the flexible working solution will now become the norm, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's, it's a positive thing. Um, I think that ultimately 
um, the, the the next two or three generations are going to be the one with increased taxes and, and, and bailing out uh, the, the situation on coronavirus. Um, but you know, I think I think as a whole, um, the country and, and everyone, especially my teams at IFX, have responded extremely well. Um, and it's nice to see the clapping last night at eight o'clock. Um, and I think that the people now they understand the seriousness of it are are all pulling together. Um, but I'm still positive for the future. I think that's true. I think a lot of people are getting it now. I think they are pulling it together. Um, it's interesting. I've been talking to various people and they are having to be, and I think this is across the board. So there's a guy here sells uh, sausage rolls, really as thick as your wrist, really nice sausage rolls. Nice. Um, and all of the villages around here have started a campaign to get everybody to buy one box of sausage rolls off him a month. Great idea. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Just and, and, and it was quite funny. When I saw him last night, I said, how's it going? He says, I'm up to my neck in it. <laughs> because because people have people have stepped up. They've said that's what we want to do. We want to help. But you know, it's it's simple things like that that that, that changes everything. And it is it's literally going back to community and local level. It's, we can all make a change. It's terrific to see the response from the, the appeal online for, for help for, for NHS support. I think it's surpassed uh, five hundred thousand or four hundred thousand. Um, and, and it really is. It's about everyone getting stuck in to, to keep things moving, keep things going. Um, bes- besides the uh, you know the hardship and the death that, that inevitably will come from this, I think it's going to make the world a better place because I think people are going to be a bit more realistic about things. They're going to care a bit more. As you can hear in the background, there's my children, the other side of the door, making noises and stuff <laughs> like that, which we're all having to deal with at the moment. But I actually, I'm. I'm quite optimistic about the future i think it's going to be tough times but i think we're going to be better set up to take care of those tough times i i think i think that we we we'd all become a very selfish we had a selfish mentality uh, and i think that it, that it, it's it's nice to see that in times of need that people can still pull together it's and as far as i'm concerned it's long overdue um, but I, I'm very extremely positive for the, for the future and i think as a result like you do the world will be a better place and that, Nick, is the sign-off we want. <laughs> there you go. Okay, mate. So where do people find you, Nick? All over. Um, we're at ifxpayments.com. We're at ibank.com. Um, our head offices are in Marlebone. We have offices in Dubai. Um, and we're always at the end of the phone. Thank you for listening to this 12ronnies.com podcast. This has been a Cuento.co production.